Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Great Quarter Gals here on Freightwaves TV. This is our show where we highlight the incredible women doing incredible things in the freight and logistics industry. Myself, Kaylee Nix, here with my lovely co-host, Grace Sharkey, as always. Grace, super stoked for this episode because this is, once again, another bucket list guest of ours that we finally have on today. A hundred percent. And uh, it's uh, one we've been kind of putting out there, uh, meditating, hoping that would come around and uh, happy to do so. And I think it's perfect time to ask a lot of really great questions to Robin. So excited for today, for sure. Absolutely. Of course, having a woman lead the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, one of the leading agencies, the leading agency for truck transportation on the federal government side is incredible. And now having her here as a guest, as you mentioned, is something that we've been working towards. So we are very honored and very excited to welcome FMCSA Administrator Robin Hutchison to the show. Grace, before we get there, let's talk a little bit about the future of Freight Festival, because starting today, we are seven days out. We are just one week away from F3. Like, the excitement is like, like I'm here. It's almost full of me right now. Yeah, I actually started packing last night. That's how excited I am, and uh, that's how much I'm pre-planning this thing. So it's going to be uh, just a, loads of fun. I haven't been to Chattanooga in a, almost like a year now at this point and uh, mm-hmm. excited to see the town but not only see the town just see it full of all of our freight friends out there from the tech companies we talked to the carriers to shippers it's it's gonna be a blast and i'm excited to if everyone's coming out uh reach out to us let us know i'd love to meet everyone as many people as possible but uh i am uh it feels like christmas but i'm uh, coming a little bit earlier <laughs> Absolutely. My LinkedIn DMs are open. My LinkedIn requests are open and I'm ready to meet everyone who I didn't maybe necessarily have the chance to say hey to you at Future of Supply Chain in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I will, I promise I will make sure to shake your hand and say hey to you during a Future of Freight Festival here in Chattanooga. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's crazy how even those two days went, how quickly they went. So at least we get an extra third day here to, to uh, catch a couple more faces for sure. (laughs) Exactly. So if you haven't gotten those tickets yet, go on over to live.freightwaves.com and get them in while you still have the chance. Grace, I'd like to now welcome our honored guest of the day. As I mentioned before, we've got the administrator of the FMCSA, Robin Hutchison, joining us. Administrator Hutchison, thank you so much for taking the time to be here on our show and for the work that you're doing to lead FMCSA right now. It's not an easy job, for sure. Thank you so much for having me here today. Kaylee and Grace, I'm really honored to join you. And it's quite something to be on a bucket list uh, for guests. I really am honored to be here and looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, it's not every day that we you know get to speak to, of course, women in this industry, but women that are holding such a uh, a strong and impressionable title, right? And that's uh, what's really exciting today is, uh, you know, I'm sure last week, this week in total, you've been very busy with things on your table. And uh, thank you for taking the time to to reach us and talk with us and, and talk with everyone that watches the show as well. So let's t- dive in, starting with a little bit of conversation, just kind of about the general state of FMCSA right now. Of course, the agency is very busy all the time, but when we're talking about policy making, goal setting standards, we're about a month into the fourth quarter of 2022 right now. Where are you guys sitting from overall broad policy goals right now? Always in the first question, I feel like I want to back up for just a moment and say very publicly that how grateful I am to be in this position, in this moment, in this agency. 
because there is this, and I, I know you feel it too. There is this bright spotlight on our, on the uh, trucking and motor coach industries right now. And that spotlight came about mostly through what happened during COVID. I think when people don't have their delivery, when they thought they were going to have their delivery, they suddenly start to pay attention to, well, how do things get delivered and why is this late? Um, And the people, the people are the engine that make that happen. And so to be in this position right now with this broad awareness of the importance of what we all do in this industry is it's, it's, it's very exciting for me. Um, in my time at FMCSA so far, I began in the deputy position and, and now I'm uh, the administrator, which is great. Uh, but I, I'm learning so much and seeing so much about the dedication, what it takes to drive a commercial motor vehicle, the men and women of this trucking industry. I know we're going to talk a lot about you know, women in the industry later. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm continuously reminded that every time we see a truck on a road, there's a person in inside that truck. Um, and I literally look, I know I shouldn't take my eyes off the road, but I literally look people. Uh, you know, when I'm driving, I see someone who's who's this essential worker. I'm, I'm inclined to see who that person is and really see the person. Uh, and that's really the basis for the policy work is understanding the importance of the industry, the opportunity we have before us, um, the people that drive this industry, and I'll say, you know, safety, because the safety of the women and men who are in this industry is really our path to one of the ways we can strengthen our supply chains um, and keep people safe. It is really uh, um, just a little bit around the policy and where we are and to make sure I answer your question. Um a lot of great work that is setting us up for some success here. And it's hard work, but one is the bipartisan infrastructure law passed by Congress. It's historic investment, historic investments, um, including both, um, you know, grants and formula funds that go out the door from us at FMCSA, but also a research agenda and policy drive behind what we're doing that, you know, we didn't have before. So that creates a, a really great moment for us. Um, and, and then also just in terms of the policy, we have a national roadway safety strategy. It comes from the top. Secretary Buttigieg is highly, um, engaged in this topic. He himself announced this last January. We are implementing parts of that. And it really just puts the value on life that no one should lose their lives on America's roadway. Zero is the right number of people who should die. Um, and that's really driving our work and, and shaping our so, as I said, just a, a really exciting time and a privilege to be in this seat right now. And a lot of the work that you've done already, Robin, has been focused on that safety aspect, which, I mean, at the end of the day, we are talking around industry that has minimum 80,000 pound you know, bullets really running down the, the roads every single day. And so I'm happy that that's one of the main focuses that you have and, and have continued to have through your time um, with the DOT and everything else. And I'm interested, what got you so focused on safety? Why has that been the top priority for you? And, and, and what are you hoping to maybe focus on in the safety arena uh, in this position over time? I've been in transportation for about 25 years. 
in various positions and I've seen, I've worked with a lot of different modes and safety's been this thread in my career. I was a consultant for a long time. I was a transportation director for Salt Lake City and I was a public works director uh, in, a, in a larger city, Minneapolis. And then I joined, sorry for that, that's the background that we all hear when we're working virtually. Um, I began my time in the Biden-Harris administration in the office of the secretary as the deputy assistant secretary for safety policy. So it was my job to understand, um, you know, the safety priority to priorities of our secretary and to turn that into policy and action. The most prominent thing that I worked on was the National Roadway Safety Strategy. And that really led me to this position where I'm sitting here because roadway safety is a crisis. Safety matters in all of our modes. We've had great success in some of our other modes, FAA, for example, you know, where safety is just part of the culture. Uh, we need to really learn those lessons and, and take it throughout the entire DOT. And for us at FMCSA, we were all, before I came here, we were already a safety-driven, safety mission organization and an organization that wasn't ever going to accept that roadway deaths could just simply happen. So I'm already joining a team at FMCSA that is so strong in this area. And that's really exciting for me. I, I love that and love knowing that safety, which is, you know, the middle letter in FMCSA is there and is such a huge high priority for you guys. It's, it is nice to know that you have that history and that mission is furthered by your history. I want to touch a little bit on some of what FMCSA is doing, maybe outside of the safety arena right now. You guys recently announced the set up in the announcement of a Women in Trucking Advisory Board specifically for FMCSA. And of course, this is a great quarter, gals. We highlight women from all aspects of the industry. So this is something that we were immediately interested in. There's a bunch of different representation on that board. Everyone from drivers to trainers to folks who have been in the industry for decades to people who are newcomers to the industry. Talk to us a little bit about the motivation behind building this board and trying to understand a little bit more of what a woman's role in truck transportation is. The Women of Trucking Advisory Board, it was like a, uh, you know, a gift given to us in the bipartisan infrastructure law. Uh, it is congressionally mandated. It is something we are we are excited to be able to do. We are um, very focused on preparing for our, our kickoff meeting, which is coming up soon. Um, it is a key initiative in the bipartisan infrastructure law, and it is also part of the Biden-Harris Trucking Action Plan, which really brings focus to drivers. And that plan is is also about job quality and recruitment. We know that currently only about 7% of drivers are women. There is so much opportunity here, but we have to understand what the barriers are first if we're going to capitalize on that opportunity. And that's just drivers. Women um, have and should have a very strong role throughout this entire industry, whether you're a driver or you're working um, uh, through brokerage or whether you're working at the dock or whether you're working at, and there are so many ways that women can be in this profession and be successful. But hearing from them firsthand is, is essential. We have to, we have to hear from women firsthand. Um, we've already heard a lot from women about their safety issues, including sexual violence and harassment, 
Um, it plagues women in the industry. And, and I have to think that that is a barrier to entry. Uh, we're going to learn more about that. Um, this board will pursue or will help women pursue careers in trucking, expand scholarship opportunities, um, enhance training, mentorship, education, outreach. Um, and we're really looking forward getting rolling with this first uh, inaugural meeting coming up soon. Uh, we announced it in August 29th. I will be the first to say we were sure we were going to have our first meeting in September or October. Uh, come to find out that, you know, we have a number five of our five of the women are current drivers. They have contracts, they have responsibilities, and we can't just ask them to shift everything around to join us at the drop of a hat. So we are looking at November, but I feel really good about that decision because this is an equity issue. We need to give them the time they need to make the arrangements to get to the table with us, with their colleagues. Uh, the members come from 11 different states. They work for small, medium, and large trucking companies and as independent owner operators. They work in nonprofit organizations. They work in business associations. They work in higher education. Uh, they come from a range of backgrounds with different points of view on the challenges, and we are really looking forward to hearing more from them. I, that's like, it's funny you bring that up, I and mean, that's a huge barrier, right, is being able to have that work-life balance to, to help, uh, of course, continue what you love doing. And you're right, a lot of women in this industry do love to give back, uh, but also stay on the road and continue to drive. Uh, so it's you got a barrier right there that you're already working on. Uh, is there any... Uh, barriers to women coming into this industry that are already on your list of things to focus on that uh, you're already working on attacking today, even prior to uh, having these meetings with the Women in Trucking Board? I will say that we have some research underway that is based on a, a survey of not just women, but women, men, and minorities um, who are drivers. We have research underway that will help us understand um, some of these biggest barriers um, that will complement the anecdotal conversations that we are having. And I mentioned some of the issues, uh, challenges about raising a family. I didn't mention before, but I'll add to that. Challenges about raising a family. Um, we are hearing about the sexual harassment and safety issues. Um, I want to make a, a small plug here and say that um, this is the challenges are inextricably linked to our challenges with truck parking. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, Secretary Buttigieg kicked off and I participated in, as did the acting administrator for the Federal Highway Administration, a truck parking coalition meeting, uh, over 300 participants there, recognition of the, the issues that are before us and a commitment to make it better. Um, a couple really big mm -hmm. grants that went out to a few states, some smaller grants that went out to support technology. You know, we're doing, we're making progress, but we know there's a lot more to do. We know that, um, you know, women have shared with us that uh, parking is where they feel the least safe and secure. Um, so more parking, better lit, more amenities and features. These, these two issues are, are I, I think we're going to hear, I'm open to what we're going to hear from the women on our board, but I anticipate hearing that these um, two issues are inextricably, inextricably linked. Uh, that's a hundred percent true. And obviously there's a ton of advocacy groups in this industry, thinking specifically of groups like OIDA, who do a ton of work trying to get issues like truck parking up in front of 
people who are responsible for making policy and allocating funds to help fix those issues. One thing that I really want to touch on, Robin, that you mentioned is not just the fact that this Women in Trucking Board does things for women in the industry, but a lot of it revolves around the intersectionality of the industry as well. Because if you're a woman driver, life's hard. If you're a woman driver who happens to be a minority, life's really hard. Are you guys looking at trying to address any of those intersectional issues, intersectional discrepancies that happen between drivers, maybe who are women and women of color or who are women and maybe disabled and but still looking for a fulfilling career in truck transportation? And what type of opportunities maybe could be coming on the future horizon to address some of those intersectionality issues? Oh, that's such a good question. And the answer is yes, absolutely. And this is all couched in the Department of Transportation's uh, strategic goals. Um, Those include safety, equity, climate, economic strength, and innovation. Um, The issues that we work on at FMCSA, we are a safety-driven organization. We intersect with all of those. We sit at the intersection of these goals and there is um, now an equity action plan for the Department of Transportation. We sit and are very active on that action plan. There's also a gender justice plan um, that also exists from the Department of Transportation. So that really gives us a nice frame that will guide our work um, with respect to gender equity, which is definitely what we're talking about here, but equity equity in all its forms. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we will definitely be addressing that as just part of our daily work. Oh, one topic that we talk about a lot here on the show, um, and especially for the equity purpose, like bringing more women up into these organizations, uh, guiding them along the way is, is mentorship, right? Um, the ability for them to have someone to look up to, to kind of guide them and hold hold their hand in a way really to, to the career goals that they're hoping for. Uh, how have you had a mentor in your past uh, that's helped you get to this role that uh, you're in today? I have many mentors. <laughs> I don't know if you find yourself doing this too, but I feel like I collect them. Yeah. Find someone who, uh, helps you understand, like someone, my best mentors help me understand me um, and give me confidence to push forward. I've always worked in a male-dominated industry. Transportation has been male-dominated. I started, I started in 1995. Only person, only woman in the room. Very, very frequently. I started working for a transportation engineering firm. Um, That was common. Uh, But the first mentor I had was a man in that company who supported my growth and development and who invested in me, provided me with the opportunity for coaching. Um, I grew a lot in that organization, um, understood my skills and abilities and uh, really took that experience with me everywhere I went. I've had so many great women mentors as well. um, And I am a mentor to women. They seem to find me, and I say yes every time. Um, and they come from all parts of the transportation industry. And this is, you know, this is the pay it forward moment for all the men and women who have invested in me along the way, helped me understand myself, helped me know my skills and abilities, 
help me know a little bit, you know, the own, my own power. Um, this is what I will do for other women. And this is like not an open call to your listeners. So I'm a little overwhelmed. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> the emails start rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> like Robin, careful, Robin. Um, but I do invest in, in other colleagues um, everywhere I can. Women often, they just, they need something a little bit different. They need yeah. to know, yes, you can do that job. Yes, you should apply for that job. Yes, we can make accommodations for you and your family. Yes, you should apply. Yes, you are capable. Uh, and I find that women, um, they doubt themselves more frequently. And mm-hmm. they need to hear from other women and men, too, who have a part in this as well. This is us sitting here saying, yes, you can yes. take a show that was called Great Quarter Guys, all about finance and flip it completely on its head and make it about highlighting women in the industry. And, and I'm talking to the director of the FMCSA in less than a year's time. Grace, yes. we did that. We, we did we, it. Yes, we can. And yes, we did. Right? Women <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely, Robin. So we've got just a, just a couple minutes left. So I really want to ask you very quickly about those barriers to entry. And obviously, the Women in Trucking Advisory Board, FMC as a whole, is working on breaking those down. What do you see is that biggest barrier to entry to women that's really holding them back from finding a dominating and fulfilling career in truck transportation? I think we're going to learn a lot about this when we convene these amazing women on the Women of Trucking Advisory Board. Um, I will speculate in advance of hearing more, and it's not that we haven't talked with women, we have, and I did a great ride-along with a woman named Carmen Anderson, and I learned so much on that ride-along, and I can't wait to do another one. Uh, Just for example, we're having a lot of conversations, um, but we're gonna learn a lot more by convening this board. Um, But I'm going to speculate and say that women probably don't know that this is available to them, that there are whole sectors of this econ, economic, the ecosystem here um, that are available to them, that it's not a monolith of industry, that there are different ways that they can enter this industry that will work for whatever individual circumstance that they have. I think women likely think that it's hard to have a family and, and be in this industry. And I think that it is... Um, concerning, very concerning to hear that there is, there may be a reputation for um, a lack of safety and security and, and that needs to change. 100%. Robin, we are so looking forward to seeing what else comes out out of the Women in Trucking Advisory Board specifically and FMCSA coming up to round out the rest of the year. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. It's a great privilege to have you. And we really just look look forward to seeing what else comes out of the agency. Kaylee and Grace, this was was really fun. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, I'm happy to talk with you anytime you guys want and good luck with sorry for that and good luck with your future of freight festival sounds exciting thanks again so grace we're we're still looking forward to that future of freight festival coming up in just about seven days i think this time next week we'll be wrapping up our first set of stage experiences getting ready to head out into the chattanooga area for our first chattanooga experiences is there anything that you're really looking forward to during f3 at all uh 
Uh, first off, well, the speakers are absolutely amazing. I was looking at the agenda again yesterday, and I not only am excited for my own chat with uh, Chuck Price of AI Kinetics on autonomy, but just every uh, – I can't wait to it, – it's it sucks because I'm not going to be able to sit down, down and watch all of them, but I can't wait to watch them all again in the <laughs> over and once they're all done. But um, the, all the speakers are absolutely great. And then on top of that, all of the events, like I'm a big zoo and aquarium fan. So the fact that we have like an aquarium event going on, that's super fun to me. Uh, the concerts, of course, I'm excited to, to be a part of and, and watch as well. So yeah, I'm, uh, I got good walking shoes. That's for sure. That's, <laughs> that's been packed. <laughs> Bring your walking shoes, bring your caffeine. You're going to need it three days absolutely full of experiences, excitement, and et cetera. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Great Quarter Gals. Because of F3, we won't have an episode next week, but you can catch us again that second week of November. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all in just a few weeks. One, two, three, ho! 